Welcome back to the DJ Sessions, where we feature the best DJs and producers from around the world. I'm your host, Darren, and we're doing a special virtual sessions interview, one of our latest shows that, you know, I like to create and make up stuff all the time. So we created the virtual sessions where we're virtually talking with people from all over the world. Right now, I have the pleasure of Ozzy coming in from New York, New York. Are you right in the heart of New York, New York? Yeah, I'm in Long Island, New York. So You're suburb. In Long Island. <laughs> Not there in you my and, and the weather out there, you know, I heard it's a little crazy, a little snowy right now. Super snowy. Super <laughs> snowy. Need a vacation somewhere. <laughs> could, yeah. Could anything else happen this year in 2021 that we haven't predicted or foreseen? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Uh, but it started out to be a good year. We're here. We're doing the interview with you on the DJ sessions. Letting our DJ sessions fans know more about Ozzy. I got to ask you one thing. Do you have a, a, a passion for cars? Because... Uh, <laughs> you, you, I, I would kind of say you probably you strike me as a guy that really likes cars and tell yeah, me a little bit I, about that <laughs> I, I guess you notice that from my music videos right yeah <laughs> that. yeah I mean I, I always grew up loving cars you know my dad was uh into his mechanic stuff and I used to always be under a car fiddling with cars and just grew up loving fast cars you know and the more beautiful the more <laughs> excited I get about them so it's always a, a pleasure to have like cool cars in my music video and just like to be around, you know, these nice cars. Plus I have a little like crew back home where we, uh, we all get together with our cars and we do these long like drives here and there. So I enjoy it for sure. What, what do you have in the garage right now? Uh, BMW M4. Nice, yeah. nice M4. Yeah. I don't yeah. have a BMW M4. We have a big mobile glass box truck. I don't know if you saw that we put uh -huh. DJs in the back of and drive around. We actually, oh, uh, yeah, I saw this. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, we have a series that I've wanted to launch years ago. I actually called it the Freeway Sessions, where mm -hmm. it was the fastest moving DJ show in the world. You oh, know, wow. we drive around from city to city with DJs like on a road tour with DJs playing in the back of the truck. And We've just got a, a new sound system put in there. One of our sponsors, Mackie, came on board and gave us two, two of their PAs, two of their S, S, um, V-Class TAs. So we just added another 4,000 watts of sound to this oh, truck when we drive cool. around. It's not fast and furious. It doesn't go yeah. too fast, but <laughs> it's loud. It's, it's, it's definitely cooler. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. That's, but um, yeah. no, I, I kind of have been joking too recently with, with, um, with my internal crew, our resident DJs, that... You know, we have a Ferrari in the garage, which is our new website that's being built. I, I like oh, to use car yeah. analogies a lot when there I'm when I'm talking. <laughs> I or when I work for Apple, I'd say, "Hey, you know, I'm not going to sell you this computer because it uh, you don't need a Ferrari to drive three blocks to, the, to go down the street and to the, go to the grocery store." You know, because right, right. <laughs> you, you don't need that big of a. I don't know. I don't know. I just use car analogies all the time in my life, yeah. and I just thought you were definitely great. What's what's the tire? What's <laughs> that level? Exactly, of, exactly. What's better, right? So yeah. you have a new remix, and we're gonna get a little little preview of that new song, new track coming out. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, it's it, it's actually an official track, so it's um right. it's it, it's not a remix, but uh I'm actually in the works of it right now, so trying to get that all set, you know, doing all the little minor details, you know, if you go back, you have like 50 different projects of the same song, you know, <laughs> how we can get, but um, doing a little tweaking here and there, uh, trying to finish it up. I was going for more, hopefully I'll be able to play it uh, for the, the DJ sessions and um, to give a bit of a sneak peek, but I was going more for that, um, something a bit more Arabic, but uh, putting the vibe of Slap House and Moombaton together, to create something a little different while keeping true to the whole Aussie style of things. So 
you know, it's a little bit different, but you, you, you'll see. <laughs> and and <laughs> your good. music is is filled. We got this off your off your bio, your website. It's yeah. filled with more of a Mediterranean influences and and your own South American culture. Has your music style changed over time? Do you feel you uh, as you grow as a musician as you develop? Did you start this way and I was in this this place here and now I'm over here? Have you felt right. you've you've gone off path or stayed directly on path? Yeah. So as as far as the sound goes, like you said, the Mediterranean style of things, I like to think that I kind of created where a lot of my fans can tell, oh, this is an Aussie track right away, just because of certain sounds I use, which have that kind of Mediterranean, Arabic, you know, Indian influences within it. Um, but in terms of my style, I kind of, you know, went in a different direction because I started with Big Room. Um, and now I'm kind of going towards um, a more pop, uh, playing with a lot of uh, the, the Mumbaton vibe. I don't want to say reggaeton because I'm not doing Spanish, but it has the beat in the back while having like an English singer and also playing around with some like deeper, darker sounds in general, but not going with the typical 128 BPM big room, which is and, slowing it down a bit. And it, it, what would you consider the biggest break that, that actually pushed you over the, 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 the threshold in your career that, that helped launch your career? So, so this is a, actually a funny story. So I, I, I would say it's my first song I ever made, right? And it goes far back to about maybe six, six, seven years ago when I first started being introduced to producing music. And for me, it was just something fun. I was in college and instead of uh, studying at night, I'd be up looking at YouTube tutorials, you know, how to do this, how to do that. And trying to figure out, you know, how to make music just because I found it interesting, right? I never played any instruments before that, but just started getting, you know, absorbed into this whole new thing. And, you know, I made my first song, uh, Born Again. And this song is basically a very simple big room song. I just have that kind of, like I said, the Aussie touch to things where I tried to play with the whole Middle Eastern, Arabic, Mediterranean uh, melodies. And I created that song, put it out on SoundCloud and all of a sudden a record label in Belgium contacted me with no, no promotion. They said, this song is huge. We want to sign it. I'm like, what? I didn't even try. Like usually people try a long time to get a record deal. And I said, okay, I have nothing to lose at that time. I, you know, it wasn't my career or anything like that. Signed the contract about a month later it was number one on iTunes in Belgium. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And it just basically took me over from that. I said, do I continue school right now or do I go on tour? Because I have fans in Belgium, you know, what to do here. And basically, yeah, took my first trip, was super shy because, you know, I had fans. I didn't know what that was or what that meant. But basically, I'm just hiding in front of the laptop, you know, just like DJing. But there's people going crazy from me staring at me. I was so, you know, but it, it, it was crazy. And then after that, I needed to make a, a second song to, to to not be a, like a one hit wonder to really take this thing somewhere. And uh, luckily the second song I made was King and that was even bigger than my first song. So it kind of, you know, held me, you know, gave me a name, Ozzy meant something. And that trickled into like France, um, Spain, you know, all, all these countries around Belgium. And then I started going on these crazy tours and it took off from there, yeah. And do you come from a musical family I mean, not at all, not at all. Like there was no growing up with instruments or uncle, uncle, something, aunt, something played an instrument, sang in quiet and nothing. Just 
you know other than other than the typical like singing in the shower that's all that, that that was it man it was nothing no instruments didn't even play instruments in school does, does your family listen to your music of course yeah all the time yeah <laughs> i think they're my number one fans <laughs> yeah i mean do you get to share it do you share it with them first as kind of like a little bit of a focus group to say hey what do you think about this hey what do you think about that i mean yeah. Um, so, so family and friends is kind of where I, I have, it's like my, my team in a sense. Mm -hmm. So I always show it and get the vibe uh, off of like my, my sister, for instance, you know, and go off of like her reaction or like my wife, I'll look at her and see her reaction towards something and say, okay, maybe I could tweak this or tweak that. And, you know, and do you have a, do you have a Twitch channel? Are you currently doing any live streaming right now? Uh, nothing live streaming right now, just focusing on just releasing music and uh, putting s nothing on like YouTube live broadcast, nothing like that yet. Do you ever watch any live streams? If you do, who would be, you know, somebody you would watch if you were to watch live streams? So, so I watch you, of course, now <laughs> that we met. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I watched, uh, I watched uh, like, like David Guetta's live stream when he just, just when he was like creating something um, in his studio. I also watch another guy named Jodis, Jonas Aiden, which he does a lot of this uh, tutorials and like things like that, like um, just fun stuff for, you know, creators, producers and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the one thing I loved about live streaming is one, it was live raw direct. I came from a world where we would produce an episode, edit the episode, and then distribute it and put it on, we put it on beta tape and drop it off at the network stations. And it would air one time. And you mm -hmm. had that one finite airing of your show. And if people right. didn't see it, they didn't see it. And then, you know, obviously YouTube came out and we kind of, I didn't look at YouTube as a, a primary platform back then um, because right. I saw a bunch of people that were just talking to the camera and mm -hmm. we were a broadcast television show with our credentials. And I'm like, I don't think YouTube is the place we want to go. Right, and right. I thought right. something like Hulu or broadcast tube was going to come out. Right. And what you found is people that maybe were celebrities that did, they did other things in life, other than just their music or their artistry, and then they would talk to the camera. And I think we're seeing a second revival of that in the live streaming world where, you know, we stream on Twitch, we're a Twitch featured partner. And right two years a year ago if i walked up to a normal person on the street and said oh yeah we're a featured partner on twitch one of the first ever featured partnered live streaming dj shows they'd be like what's what's twitch yeah <laughs> or they'd even say isn't yeah. that where people play video games mm -hmm. you know and what they found out on twitch that's, or what's that, called that's funny you said that because that's what i thought too the video yeah game. it's like 90 percent of the people 99 of the people in the world we're mm -hmm. thinking that and now when i say we're a featured partner on twitch a year later People are like, oh yeah, I caught all those DJ sets. And they're like, wait, you've been doing this for 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but but what what they found though in the real what's called IRL or in real life, mm. that um people that were video game players were also DJs. They were also musicians, they also had other things. And that when they turned the video game off, they would just jump in and start talking to the camera. And it could be anything ranging from something like tutorials or check out this funny thing I'm doing today, and people just yeah. People want to get to know the artist. They want to get that much closer. Hence why we do interviews with performers yes, is to let not only just to let our audience know about them, but to let the world know. And, and then it obviously stays online 
forever check out our brand new website that's coming uh <laughs> it's gonna be a little awesome. plug <laughs> little plug right there djsessions.com the dj but um no we try to archive this material and then and you know one of the goals in the beginning was to take um the unknown dj who people mm -hmm. didn't know or maybe hot in the local dj that's what our show really focused on was right. that local dj and give them a live streaming platform i mean when i did the breakdown of costs Nowadays, you can get in and get a webcam for a hundred bucks, get your laptop and stream live from your home. Okay, great. Not what I call professional production, but I'm not knocking anyone out there in any way, shape or form. But, you know, I would say, look, I got 15, $20,000 worth of gear. I got studio rent. I got internet bandwidth. I got my 20 years of being in distribution of video here. And you're hiring me for 50 bucks an hour to come into my studio and stream live. And we yeah. used to charge, we actually used to charge DJs play. Wow. And then we would invite the A-list celebrities to come by the studio when they came into town uh, wow. and, and do their guest appearances on the show as well. And right. it worked really well. I mean, it's been working really well so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to see everyone jump online, uh, I think what people really want to know is they want to get to know the artist. Yeah. You know, not I just what's on the press or bio, you know. Right. I think that that whole uh, thing with um with like vlogging and stuff like that on YouTube mm. became such a big thing now. And it's like it's basically taken over. And I noticed a lot of DJs are going to that route as like almost like a second job in a sense, because they're doing it so often. And like I said, that kid, uh, Jonas Aiden, he's actually a big, you know, he's a big producer as well. And he's doing that also. So it's, it's very interesting to see how it's been growing over. Ab absolutely. I was talking with um, a few, about a month or two ago with somebody I've known for 10 years when we first started, uh, it goes by the name of Black Liquid. He had House Sound of LA, I think it was, that he started up, met him back at Winter Music Conference years, 10 years ago. And, you know, one of the things we were talking about was being a producer and owning the rights to your music. Mm -hmm. And what we're, I think we're going to see here is the rise of self-distribution, the rise of, of, of self-management in the sense of things where you can do your own online broadcast and have 30,000 people tune into it and charge two bucks a person or five bucks, whatever the amount is, and make 60,000 and go live once a week or once a month. And now you're not really going on tour anymore. You're doing virtual shows. People yeah. will still want virtual shows. I just think they're going to be looked at as a viable commodity to make extra income. And who this is going to really, who's going to really take advantage of it is the artist that produces their own music, music that right. owns the rights to their music with the way copyright is uh we can go down that pathway uh <laughs> but uh you know it's it's if you own your own music and like i was talking with black lady he goes i got enough music i could play a set i could play a two-hour set every day for a year and not play the same track of my own music that wow. he's produced over the years Right. And maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, uh, yeah. the point is he has a library a lot, of yeah. his own music oh, that he can play yeah. and doesn't have to worry about takedowns, DMCA takedowns, anything of that nature. Um, and, and a lot of these DJs, they're going to have to worry about this. This is going to yeah. come up quickly. We were talking a little bit before uh, the show, you know, about your SoundCloud you yeah, know, yeah. and what happens there. And, yeah, um, that was a terrible <laughs> situation. Yeah, I mean, this, I, we want to let our, our DJ sessions fans and followers know um, Aziz was actually had hundreds, hundred thousand plus. Oh, yeah, like a hundred and I think of fifty something at that point. One hundred and fifty thousand people following him on SoundCloud, and unfortunately, yeah. just got taken down. Yeah. Um, for the remixes. unofficial remixes, yeah, because because that was a thing back then too. You know, mm -hmm. it was just 
coming out with all these big and that's what helped me even grow because I was attaching my name making these solid you know big room remixes of mm-hmm. like popular songs like a Katy Perry track or a get a track you know so it was and those were growing big and I remember I did um a, a big one which I'm sure most of my fans they're still in love with it's the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball when she came out with that I did a massive big room remix of that and I can still play that at my shows now it always you know would hit hard and that was like my I think that's what gained me all those followers that specific remix and because it wasn't an official one you know SoundCloud just whoop, copyright and just took it off but yeah. now it's hard because now you don't want to remix anything. It's 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 a hit or miss. It's either it's going to go really big and the main artist of that is going to want to sign it and make it something or you're just going to just waste your time doing it because then it's just going to get taken down anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, have you um, have you ever experimented with mixing audio with video? Ever done anything like a VJ experience? Or like have me you actually considered- doing doing the the video ah uh, no never so that never just not never combining the two just on, on only audio files yeah so so you're talking about like live shows and like mm-hmm. being able to do the both no so i have actually some uh some cool like aussie style um uh like 4d effects they're super like cool looking for like the big stages and stuff like that but that's just we just usb over it to whoever the vdj is and they take care of it, you know, they'll make it sync to the beat and everything, but I've never messed around with that stuff. I think, uh, yeah, it can go next level pretty yeah. quick. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got some guys that I work with a team of um, lighting crew people that do a lot of the electronic music shows out here oh, yeah. and, and, and they're very well known, like yeah. nationwide, if not worldwide, known for their, their shows that they've set up and put together. And um, mm-hmm. just thinking all that, putting all that stuff together, I mean, I can just, yeah. it's, it's a whole nother, I think they have a whole design team that just does. Oh my God. Singing the video together with yeah. the audio of the, the performances and the stage shows they put together, but always awesome mixing different technologies. Um, if there was one piece of technology that you would like to see created, something mm-hmm. that, would, that doesn't exist now, what mm-hmm. was that piece of technology or that thing to make your job easier your life easier what would something like that be if i had to i would say let's see so being able to produce um on the go right um traveling trains airplane all that stuff um i think it would be very cool to have some kind of portable speaker that you can actually, I don't know, fold or something instead of just always having the headphones on that, you know, you can set up a studio in like a hotel room and actually feel the base of something going on. You know, I think that'd be cool because anytime I'm traveling and, you know, producing, I'm always on the open ears reference uh, headphones and it never cuts it for me. My, you know, because you don't get a full feel of what the song is. So it, that'd be cool. Like speakers that can actually put in your backpack somehow and bring the power <laughs> it, it's funny that you bring up that because it kind of lets yeah. me segue into something that we do with the dj sessions are you familiar with what's called the silent disco or silent concert uh they wear the headphones right yeah mm-hmm. okay. yeah so we do silent disco events and okay. um go out on into the parks and areas and, and do these events and one of the things that, that's really awesome about our headsets is they actually have an input output uh, on them 
And I didn't find this out till a couple of years after I owned the headset. I'm like, oh, that's a port. Oh, that's, I could, oh, these can work as regular headsets. And anyways, have you ever heard of a, a technology called Wooger? No. Have you ever heard of what's called a sub pack? Sub pack, using, yeah. Backpack? Yeah, with the, the they put the thing on and you feel ah, the trouble yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, Wooger came out with a piece of technology. It's a little round disc. I call it the Iron Man disc that you can mm -hmm. kind of wear and put a little strap. They call it the Wooger strap. Okay. And you wear it and it's a haptic speaker that actually gives you the bass feeling. So That's yeah, sick. so we we actually combined our silent disco technology with the Wooger speaker because it has that input output uh, port. So you can be a thousand feet away from the stage and be listening to headsets, but still feel the bass. Feel that. Oh, that, yeah. that's amazing. So, yeah, so, so it's invented already. <laughs> not, not in the studio <laughs> sense of things, but yeah, people, right. I, I, yeah. I think that Pretty they cool. are using these. I know DJs are using them in place of monitors behind, mm -hmm. you know, when they're DJing because put, they can put on the vest and then they don't really? have any, uh, they don't have to listen to the loud, you know, the studio monitors because they'll mm -hmm. be feeling that bass. And there's like, very little latency. I mean, almost negligible latency wow. on it. So, um, yeah, when that's you mentioned that, I was like, hmm, maybe he should look at getting the Wooger. Um, that's cool. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. No, they're really cool. They're they're yeah. awesome. Um, uh, definitely changes the game when it comes because that's one of the things we hear a lot with silent discos is people say, I want to feel the music. I want a real concert feeling big room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah, you know, and and, yeah. and so we go. Well, we got something for you right over here. So um, check it out, Wooger, and um, yeah. I'm still working on a sponsorship with those guys. But there you go. <laughs> but um, out. Happen. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, here here's something that's uh, kind of interesting, and I like to ask this to guests a lot of times on the show. Mm -hmm. If Hollywood were to make a movie about you, mm -hmm. who would you have play you? Like a famous actor. Like a famous actor, yeah. Oh, geez, that's a hard one. Uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, like I, mm, mm. maybe uh, Zayn Malik. <laughs> the, oh well, well he's actually no, he's a. Has he been acting? Well, he acts in his music videos, but he doesn't act in movies. Let's say just because I watched this movie recently and I got obsessed with the whole story and the his acting is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Leo, yeah, okay. Yeah, Leo. just because he's a great actor. <laughs> have you have you uh, have you got a chance to play around with the the Reface app at all? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You could make yourself the, the artist. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I did a Leo one. It came out pretty dang good. I mean, I yeah, was like, hey, I, I could do this and. Um, friends of mine, I remember waking up one morning and I was on Facebook and I'm scrolling through the timeline and my friend, I'm like, how the hell did he do that? What, what, what is this app? And then I just, my, yeah, yeah. my friends love, I get a kick out of it, you know? Um, but gives you kind of that little, little stardom, um, right, thing. Right. but yeah, yeah. Leo's a great guy. Actually. Uh, I would have to find someone that kind of looks like me, but I can't think of it, top, but he's a good actor. So <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah what what do you what do you do when you take a break from making music what do you do what does Ozzy do in his spare time how do you stay healthy yeah uh so i cars like like you said before i i enjoy uh messing with my car you know taking it on some road trips with the guys and just you know enjoying that bit um and other than that 
a little bit of healthiness, you know, working out a little bit, you know, the, the normal stuff. I like uh, trying to plan some trips, obviously with COVID now it's a little bit, you know, you can't do it as much, but you know, little getaways here and there, whatever you could do, like road trips or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, these are my day-to-day kind of things that I enjoy to mess around with. I, I actually enjoy cooking too, by the way. So I like to be foodie in the house. Yeah, I enjoy that. So definitely in the, you know, looking up recipes and trying to mimic it and, you know, enjoying my time in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have, I, I, I like to consider myself a culinary chemist. I don't, there you go go. By, I don't go by ingredient lists. I just like, let me throw this, let me throw this, uh, let me throw this, <laughs> let me throw this, and boom. And four then, dashes of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I literally, I literally season by smell. I, oh, wow. I, I would just, chick, 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 chick. oh, yep, okay, that's enough. <laughs> if I can smell it, then there's enough yeah. in there. If I can't smell it, there's not enough in there. <laughs> there you go. And it works. It works. And then it, it works beautifully. I, I, I mean, go. unless my friends and family are lying, I mean, <laughs> they eat it all up. Yeah. There was one time I made a spaghetti dish. I put way too much pepper in it. It was it was oh, pretty geez. bad. It was brutal. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty brutal. Um, yeah. But other than that, 99.99% of the time, I'm not trying to go and open a restaurant or say I'm a chef or yeah. anything of that nature. Same thing. I like to play in the kitchen. And, uh, yeah. So as far as social issues go, mm-hmm. are you um, do you currently advocate or, or work with any organizations that may that you believe in are good for the world uh for right now no i i'm not working with them side by side but of course like greenpeace and stuff like that i try to be as you know as green as possible with um you know taking care recycling doing all these things um i think that's super important right now and i think that's like the big the big thing with uh you know for the last for for a while now it's been the big thing and it's becoming bigger and bigger uh issue and situation but definitely you know, taking care of the world and things, but I'm not working side by side with any organizations or, or, uh, you know, events like this to do anything. I've done some shows though, in the past, uh, that take care of like wildlife, like it's a, like a charity event show Mm -hmm. that's taking care of like wildlife or like, uh, like a Greenpeace event where it's about, you know, it goes directly to an organization per se. So I've done these kinds of shows, but never worked side by side with the, you know. Awesome. I think it definitely people using their influence, um, yeah. you know, as the, the coin term now is influencers, yeah. you know, online, you know, and, 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 wow. and what people can say with their voice and the power of a hashtag can really move mountains, oh, uh, you know, in, incredible. in ways that, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't have Twitter. We didn't, I mean, you had Facebook and yeah, it was all over the socials, but Instagram wasn't there. Twitter was there, but uh, it's funny how people don't, can sometimes not understand how powerful a hashtag can be and, and, and associating with that hashtag and, and pushing something uh, and how powerful their voice can actually be. And you never know who's listening or who's watching in an online world. You know, back Especially the celebrities, right? They have so much power and so many fans there. So they but just absorb everything that that artist, you know, and they can really make a huge difference in mm-hmm. so many things. Absolutely. I think that's that's when we were talking a little bit earlier about these creators, these producers, musicians, all these people now jumping to the online platform and seeing that as a medium, uh, right. having that 
distribution there that was not really looked at as a serious yeah. medium. It was looked at as a medium, but it yeah. wasn't until everyone had to go create. And you couldn't find an online camera. You couldn't find a webcam, online camera. Yeah. You couldn't find a camera. <laughs> they were backdated. I mean, the yeah. equipment that I bought in February last year was backdated for like six months. You know, oh, wow. just because everyone was just buying this gear up and they weren't ready for this mass influx. Yeah. And, um, you know, seeing what that happened that's... with a lot of that happened with so many different things, too, like the gear and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of uh, like all the portable like at home speakers. I noticed like Amazon was sold out of them. Things for like uh, like home workout, like weights. You couldn't find anything yeah. <laughs> towards it, you know. So it was uh, this uh, last year has brought so many changes in this. Yeah. Absolutely. And and by the way, you have something you want to share with our DJ Sessions viewers. Tell us a little bit about that. And we're yeah. going to take a cut, quick cut to it right after you mm -hmm. tell us about it. Sure. So that's the the, the song, actually, right? So mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a song that I made. Uh, it took me about maybe two to three weeks. Um, a new one called Let Me Go. And it's me trying to, you know, mend two different different styles together while saying true to Ozzy style you'll you'll hear the sounds coming in there that's true to me and then also you'll hear like something a bit different in the bpm range and the tempo and like the style of it kind of bring in the whole new thing of like slap house into this kind of bigger sense and playing off of that so i'm excited to that's going to be released in roughly two weeks um, we're still working on the exact release date, but it should be around that time. So I wanted to give a little sneak peek to you guys before it's out. Definitely. We'll take a look at that right now. <laughs> was amazing awesome. i can't wait to get the whole track out that is gonna fire we'll, we'll push we'll definitely i want to push that out for you awesome. and get that Thank out there to uh to more people that's gonna be amazing congratulations on that what was actually the inspiration for the name of the title behind that so it's actually one of the vocals that uh it's a vocal uh sample that i that i downloaded and i i got obsessed with the way the girl's voice did and what i did was throw down a couple semitones to make it kind of this deep kind of like vulgar heaviness. And she says, I thought you wouldn't let me go. And the way it comes out, like right before the drop, it sounds, it has a lot of energy to it. So that whole thing kind of made the track what it is. Awesome. Yeah. So, that's just, can't wait for that to come out. Um, get back to the, the basics of it though. Where can people find out more information about you? Well, I guess, is there anything we left out? Do we need to talk about anything else? Any other stuff that's coming up? I mean, I mean yeah, right now there's no upcoming shows because of COVID, can't really travel, unfortunately. But um, yeah, just I'm, I'm working on a lot of music. Um, I'm trying to release stuff, uh, not trying to give too much because I, I need quality over quantity, but still hustling because every day is the studio, you know? So I'm, I'm able to actually bring out a lot more music within this time. So yeah, that is basically is basically my life right now. Just you know, creating, creating, creating <laughs> mm -hmm. music, music. Um, and as far as uh, social goes, 
Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Kevin Ozzy. Um, Facebook also at Kevin Ozzy. And uh, Twitter at DJ Ozzy. And that's A-H-Z-E-E. -E. Correct. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny in 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 Belgium and stuff, they always call me AZ, you know, because they well, when they'd never heard me say it before. So I thought you were gonna say AZ at first, but I wasn't sure because it's always a it's AZ or Ozzy. <laughs> well, I, I went with ah uh, your gut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, actually, funny. I was in an interview um, with uh, Lindsey Sterling and and Mako last week, and. Uh -huh. I had it all phonetically pronounced. I had it all written and read it. I, I rushed the last part of the interview and I said Macau instead of oh. Mako. And <laughs> Macau. Lindsay goes, I just want, I, I got something to tell you. And yeah. I go, oh, what? Something got messed up. What's going yeah. on? And she goes, you pronounced his name wrong at the end of the interview. And I went, I can go back and fix that in post. <laughs> I'll go fix, I'll go fix that. Well, Sorry, Mako. place in, uh, in, in China, is it China or in Asia? Macau, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like, I uh, just was like, I don't know why I did that, but sorry, <laughs> it's all right. it happened. I fixed it though. I fixed it, it happened. So, Ozzy, thank you so much for coming on the DJ sessions. We really appreciate it. We're going to follow back up with you here in a few months, see how things are going with that new track. Definitely. Congratulations, thank on you guys that. for having me so much. And can't, can't wait to be back. Absolutely, we're looking forward to it. Right. Don't forget to go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find us on Facebook, hashtag us, Twitter us. You know how to do the hashtags and all that fun stuff. It's just a hashtag. It's that pound button that's on your phone, you know. And tag us in posts, share our stuff, because we really appreciate it. It's Darren and Ozzy coming to you from New York, and I'm in Seattle, Washington, in the DJ Sessions virtual studios for the DJ Sessions, where the music never stops. <laughs>